All the time? Are you sure? Ah, that's great. That's great. Uh, before we start today, uh, uh, um, I just want to share uh, quickly something with you all. Uh, we do have um, we do have someone want to share. Yesterday, when I when I was uh, sharing about the prayer, the push prayer, um, uh, we you know God does things that uh, we don't know. Sometimes you feel like you are the only one you are going through all this, but there are many people are going different. Uh, uh, they're going through uh, different situations. So I'm going to invite uh, quickly our sister Emily um, uh, to share. She has got uh, something to share with us about prayer too. So sister Emily, come up here please. Uh, you need a mic? You want me to give him? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> wow. If I wasn't nervous already. Okay. Um, I want to share a little bit about our experience with Daniel fasting. I know when he mentioned that yesterday, I just wanted to kind of tell him our experience. So that I'd share it all with you. Um, my name's Emily, and my husband, John, my mom's with us, and my son, Juan Pablo, came today. Um, we were married in 2004, and we had a plan to, I was a teacher, I was going to teach three years, then we were going to get pregnant this month, and then have the baby, and then I could take the summer, you know, and uh, yeah, God, God, God had different plans for us, and um, we did get pregnant right away, but I had um, my first miscarriage, and um, over the next couple years, I experienced more miscarriages, and during that time, we were traveling back and forth to Guatemala doing mission work, and I thought, um, you know, maybe God wants us to adopt one of these, adopt a baby, um, and that's why I'm having these miscarriages. So we went ahead and put money down for a, a, a perfect little baby, because that's what I wanted. Um, and um, it was during that time we were pushing, the pushing prayer. We were praying desperately. We just wanted a family. And um, we had heard a, a preacher, Jensen Franklin, talk about the Daniel fast. And so my husband and I said we were going to do this Daniel fast. And my husband started out a three-day full fast. And um, we completed the, the 21 days. And I, and I didn't have peace in my heart about adopting a baby. We, we did it. We thought maybe God wanted it. But didn't really hear from him and didn't have peace about it. And it was after the 21 days, um, our pastor had wrote an article about a little boy, and we knew this boy because we had met him many times in the orphanages, and he was burned as a baby when he was three months old. And he was in a special needs home, and these kids were hard to place for adoption. And um, he wrote about how when he was with this child, he, he looked at him how God looked at him. He didn't see the scars. He looked at him and saw beauty. And um, that was on my heart. And I was getting ready for school the next day, and I was busy, and I, I was looking in the mirror, and I felt so clearly. And I know I only heard this so clearly because we were praying and fasting. But God said, will you adopt Juan Pablo? And I said, yes, Lord. I mean, it was his voice, and I said yes. And um, 
the peace that came, finally the peace about what we were supposed to be doing. And it was crazy. We were 24. We had no money. But um, I felt like God said, after I said yes, I felt like he said, I'm going to pay for this. And the money you're saving, you can buy that house you want, and you're going to have a baby someday. And so for the next three years, um, of course, when I revealed everything to my husband, he was fully supportive. But the next three years, we did a lot of pushing, the pushing prayer, a lot of pushing and perseverance and being told no and just knowing what God had told us, um, that he had he'd wanted us to do this. We just kept pushing, traveling back and forth to Guatemala 11 different times. And finally, um, December 9th, 2010, we brought home our son, Juan Pablo. Um, he's here today. <laughs> But um, we talked last night, the pastor talked about adversity, and uh, my son inspires me. He's been through a lot, um, and he always has a smile on his face and always has joy in his heart, and he's been such a treasure for our life. But fast forward a little bit, um, his junior year of high school, he had a dream to be a firefighter and um, got an A-plus in the class. He was just made for it but could not pass the hazmat test. It was just um, schoolwork has kind of been hard for him with all being in a coma with his burns and all the surgeries. Um, so he was discouraged. And so knowing it was our last year together um, before he graduated, just really praying where to point him. And I had heard about the, the camp, our friends, the Gillettes came here. And so my dilemma was, do we go to Florida and stay a week on a beach, or do we stay in a one-room cabin with no bathroom for a week? And so um, we, we, chose, we chose to come here, and God was so faithful. Um, right away, he noticed the other kids his age working the camp, and he thought, you know, that's something I'd like to do. And so he interviewed, and he's working this summer at the camp, and it's been real good. But um, <laughs> um, the other really cool thing, um, Dr. Grierton, was that? He was the evangelist for the week. But he was just talking about um, with COVID, camps were closing and churches was closing, and there weren't as many missionaries. And I, um, he talked about Isaiah six eight who will go for me. And that was the verse God gave me, you know, when we decided to go to Guatemala. And um, I talked with Juan Pablo that night, and he said, I'll go. And, and, you know, that's always been his heart to serve others. And so we went home and did some research. And um, in October, or in September, he leaves for Orlando for a month, and then he's going with campus crew uh, for nine months. He's going to serve in Africa, um, Tanzania, and Egypt, and Kyrgyzstan for, for a year. Okay. Take me a picture with uh, uh, Kendall, please. And uh, you can also take a picture that has a teaching today. Um, thank you, you so want, much. Want Papa too? Yeah. Well, <laughs> come, come, come here, please. Come. Uh, even, the, even, even the husband. Oh, God, bless the Lord. Good, good to Africa. Good to Africa. 
And uh, by the way, before you even go, I, we, we can even plan, I can invite to my house, we cook African food so that you can test it a little bit. We'll talk about that. I'm in Lansing. I, I do live in Michigan, right? Indiana? Huh. No, no we, we can call. If, and if, I mean, we can, we'll talk. We, we can talk through video and I'll teach you how to make African food and we give it to him a little bit. Um, oh, yes. Uh, okay. All right. Um, today we are going to talk about, we have time, we have time because today is not, uh, uh, God will speak to us so quickly. That's, that's what God does. Amen. All right. Okay. I'm trying to see all these things. Okay. All right. Um, we are going to talk today about the power of a short prayer. And uh, not the length prayer. I told you to pray for an hour. Even Jesus challenged the disciples. What if, why not praying for an hour? That uh, We're going to pray, we're going to look into the power of a short prayer as well. But I have a video that I'm going to share with you. There's a movie called War Room. And, uh, and uh, I love the, vi I don't know, if you don't, you have never watched this, I recommend you to go. It's going to build you, uh, your prayer life. And it's very important if you want to build up your prayer lives, also to check on other people who pray. It's very important. Um, I am where I am because I build up my friendship with people who also challenged me. So you can pray, you can pray. All right? So I'm going to share this with you. All right, let me do this. Can you hear right? Okay. And the computer is up. Uh, maybe. Oh, is that okay? Okay. You've done it again, Lord. You've done it again. Yes, computer is okay. You are good and you are mighty and you are merciful. And you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it. Praise you, Jesus. You are Give me another one, Lord. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an believers, Lord, that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hands of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world. That will not compromise when under pressure. That will not cower 
If you heard her prayer, prayer, it was a word that she has been repeating it. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up, Lord. Very short. That's very powerful. All right? I love that. I love um, the power of a short prayer, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, um, will come the more you spend time with Jesus Christ. The more you spend time with Jesus Christ, when he's just nearby you, and how do you do that? By going to church? <laughs> yeah, on, not only on Christmas and Easter. Oh, God, have mercy on us. I don't even know why we don't show up on the Pentecostal day. That's actually when things started. Yeah. We, we can celebrate our lives as believers. Not, I'm not trying to uh, put Christmas down, but not because of Christmas, because of resurrection, but it's because of the Pentecost. But we have taken, you know, my first time when I came to America, the, the, the pastor I was serving, where I was serving, and uh, we were doing this uh, in calendar planning for preaching. And, um, and uh, he, he said to me one day, in the first time, he said, huh, can I give you Christmas to preach? I said, what's wrong with Christmas? And I said, no, that's where people show up. I said, oh, really? We don't do that where I came from. People show up every Sunday. No, here in America, Christmas people show up. It's a big church. And say, oh, God, Jesus. So you don't want me to preach where people are big, or people are coming? Okay, we can do it. But after a few days, he called me and said, Eric, you, you are going to preach on Christmas. Yes. I noticed it. People I've never seen before, they showed up. But I'm telling you that the short prayer, simple prayer will come when you build your relationship with Jesus Christ. Reading the Bible, serving God in the community, and going to church. And also tithing, giving. You build that relationship. You build that relationship. In the book of, uh, I pronounce it, I tried to do my best to say it in English, but I don't know if this is English, but by the way, it's an, it's an Hebrew name. Abaka, is it Abaka? Let me, Abaka? 
Abac. Oh, okay. Allow me to say maybe in French, Abac. All right. Uh, chapter three. Somebody can somebody read it? Uh, just can you read it? The prophet. Prayer, right? Oh Lord, I have heard your speech and I was afraid. Oh Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. In rock, remember mercy. And I love this. God, after prayer, what happened? God came. From the Tainer, the Holy One from Mountain Parent. Still, his glory covered the heavens and the earth, was full of his praise. His brightness was like the light. He had rained flashing from his hand, and there his power was hidden. That's the prayer the prophet made. When you count the name, I did count anyway. <laughs> when you count the word, he prayed the 33 words prayer. And God did show. 33. Not a long one. Only 33. He started by saying, revive your work. And if you read the whole story, you're going to understand that God did it. The short prayer produced profound result in the Bible. In the Bible. And it can also be done even today in our lives. I, 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 did, uh, I did some good work on this. Where is uh, the star? Right. Mm -hmm. The book of First Kings 18, 30 to 46. The prophet Elijah prayed. I counted. I hope that uh, when I gave you when I gave you the uh, the program for the first day, I hope that you were reading this almost. That's why I printed so that you can count. Um, I count the word sixty-four words prayer, and fire came where from heaven. Short prayer. Short prayer. And Simon Peter pray a one statement prayer. One statement. And in the book of Acts 3, and the man who was born crippled from birth. And they start walking and praising the Lord. But everything came from one statement prayer. The power of a short prayer. And I've got another one. The Apostle Paul, in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 16, he, he prayed for 14 words, prayer, and cast the devil out of a woman who was a fortune teller. I did not make it up. It happened. It happened. The power of a short prayer. And we have also another guy in the book of Isaiah, Ezekiah the king. In Isaiah, Isaiah 38, verses 1 to 20, when you read it all, oh, he prayed 29 words prayer. And God added 15 years to his life. Oh God, I need that. 
I need that. Oh my goodness. Oh, how many? I need just to pray this. How many? 29 words of prayer. And God give me even 20 years ahead of me where the doctor will never deal with my body. Oh, to take any medicine, I'm not going to do that. Because God said, I'm going to give him 15 years. But it came from a sharp prayer. Simple prayer. I've got another one. <laughs> I think this one you know it. The prayer of Tapas. You know the story about this guy? And when you count, go back and count the word. I did, I did, I did that homework. 30 words, prayer, and God did the rest. The power of a short prayer. We're going to do that again. We're going to be, all right, I've got another one. <laughs> this one is well known now. Mm -hmm. The Lord prayer, I counted. We are not going to count it now because of time, but that's your homework. Go back and count. If you find, uh, you find it becomes 75, stop me before you go tomorrow. Say, Eric, go and check your Bible. I did count. It gave me 68. If it gives you 70, you have to come and see me at lunchtime or in the evening. Stop me by, all right? Say, no, no, you, 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 it's not right. I count it. It was 68 word of prayer. Jesus, the disciples saw Jesus always praying from afar. They said, what's wrong with this guy? What is he doing? And they made up their mind and said, today. You know, I can see that Peter, Peter is the one who always like makes things worse. Peter looked at them and said, you, Matthew, we have to be bold enough. We're going to ask this guy, what is he doing in the bush every single day? Let's stand here. They stood up and, and Jesus was coming and, and, and Jesus maybe looked at him. What's wrong with you? You guys are looking at me. No, 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 no. Today you have to teach us how to pray. I said, oh, 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 oh. Come down, guys. Come down. Come down. Come down. They know. Teach us how to pray. And you look the book of Luke. 11, 1, he talks about, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, and we look at that, right? Can we pray together? Our Father, hallowed be our name. Your come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. powerful prayer. You can pray it when you are eating. You can pray it at any time. And by the way, I did not even only check in terms of how many words. I even did check how many minutes you make. It's only text. 20 seconds. And that's me who speaks more than one language. English is not my first time. What about you? You were grown up. You, I think you can, you're going to take 10 seconds to finish this prayer, right? 10 seconds, 15 seconds, yeah, you're done. Because for me, I was even trying, how do I pronounce this word in English? It takes time, it takes a minute. How do I say 
your kingdom. I have to pronounce it exactly as the English. You know, our debtors, that's why it took me 20 seconds. I checked that yesterday. <laughs> 20 seconds. And I said, oh, my brothers and sisters in Christ who speaks good English, it will take 10 seconds. Why not pray even this prayer every single Oh, you just pray. You know, that's another subject because I preach in my church the power of the Lord prayer. You know, every sentence is God is a powerful sentence. You know that? I preach on that. I can share with you. Uh, uh, I think we have it in a, on, on YouTube that I preach on the power of the Lord prayer. And it was, wow. The congregation didn't say, oh my goodness, don't waste your time. Pray even the Lord's prayer. The power of a short prayer. Folks, if you will just start praying short prayer, it will release God, miracles, power into your life and your family. It will. The Apostle James uh, put it in this way. I put it again. Jim said this way. Book of James, chapter 5, verse 6, 16. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person unveil much. Short. And this is mine. Uh, this is now the yellow is me. Uh, the passionate prayer that is on purpose, it provides much. It's prevailed much. Short prayer. Um, that short prayer has often what we call emergency. You know, I've noticed sometimes I've, uh, I don't long prayer. The simple prayer is like, you know, it's like a mother. It's like a mother uh, seeing a child uh, walking out in front of a car. She just, oh, Jesus. Have you ever noticed that? Or maybe sometimes you're driving and there's a car trying to, you know, and say, oh my goodness, Jesus. That's the short prayer you have made right there. Because you do not call Pastor Eric. Ah, I'm not going to do anything. Everything is done in the name of Jesus Christ. We had a church member, her name is Mary. He shared a testimony that uh, those days he had a very small car, very cheaper car. And that car, it, she has been driving that car for 35 years. And one day he shared with me, he said, Pastor, you know what? This is my car. I said, why? Because Jesus is sitting with me every single day in my car. I said, yeah. he said are you sure? I said, let me tell you stories. Now, you know, I was working. I forgot when he was working and she, uh, she passed away. She said, uh, Every time I see a deer, you know, deer in Michigan, right? Deer. And, and uh, I, every time I see a deer driving during the night, I say, oh, Jesus! And I open my eyes, the deer disappear like that. <laughs> I said, God protected me so, um, so many times in, my, in this car. Only the power of a short prayer. All right? And um, I want to share with you quickly that what happened. Uh, by the way, if you don't know, I told you that we went home to Africa, right? We missed the flight in Detroit. The whole family, four people. And you imagine, for those who have traveled before different places, uh, whenever you are taking a flight to Africa, 
if you miss it <laughs> one day, it's not like here you miss in Atlanta, Georgia, they will connect you another one. You, no, when you are traveling outside, especially going to Africa, uh, you better wait again. So we missed at the airport with my wife. I was looking for a picture. My wife was like, I didn't want to show that picture. No. <laughs> we missed the flight. So praise the Lord. We uh, got made away again. And, and after three days, we bought another ticket. We flew. That was a lot of money. Because the first ticket we bought it, it was 9500 uh, 9, We bought it in January. That's, you have to buy early. But the second one we bought, it was 10550 We had to go to the bank and borrow money. Because I wanted to go and see where my father was buried. And uh, this time, it was now a long journey. The first flight we missed was supposed to fly from Detroit to D.C., from D.C., to Ethiopia, Ethiopia, Congo, because we had two boys, six and three. And this time, the second one we bought, we did not have any choice, so we flew from Detroit to New Jersey, from New Jersey to London, from London to Ethiopia, from Ethiopia to Malawi, from Malawi to Congo, three days. We were completely Tired. I did not even enjoy the flight. <laughs> but I want to share something with you on our on our on our on our way back to the to the United States. We took another flight from Congo to Ethiopia, from Ethiopia to London. And when we landed in London, we missed the flight. Again, yeah, somebody say again, yeah. Again, that's why people even end up to become Muslims. They say, I'm not going to be a Christian anymore. <laughs> I told my wife. Because sometimes, I'm telling you, I've, I've read people stop going to church because somebody passed away in their family. I want to be honest with you. I've heard people stop praying because someone, a, a relative like my dad, you know, I've been praying for my dad. And I know, I feel very humble, the gift the Lord has given to me. I pray, I can pray, I'm, I, I pray, I feel very humble for that, for that calling. I pray for people, I pray for people who are demon-possessed, they are healed, I pray for the sick, but my dad, I pray for years, I could have said, I'm done with being a pastor, but why God? But I leave everything in God's hand. God is in charge. Amen? We missed the flight, the whole church were praying for me. All prayer warriors were praying for. By the way, I told you we came from where? From mountains, huh? But we landed in London. We missed the flight. Uh -huh, that's a good question. <laughs> we missed again the flight. When we landed uh, uh, the Ethiopia, I don't know what happened. Uh, the Ethiopia airline delayed a little bit, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. So I went to, uh, to United Airlines. And I said, we missed the flight. And the lady said, and I, what is your name? And I said, again? <laughs> and I looked at her, I didn't say anything. I said, okay, wait a minute, we're gonna do something today for you. So what happened is um, they checked, they checked everything, and then she called me and said, sir, Eric Molanda, 
And so this is what we're going to do. And say, so what are we going to do? We are going to separate you. Because we cannot find a flight where you can fly the all, the all four to the United States. And I look at my wife. She, she was like that. And I say, all right, okay, turn. I never even checked with her. I say, yeah, yeah, I just said, yes, do it. So she said, Eric, you, uh, you have to choose because one of you has to go with the luggage. And I had seven luggages. Because I've got my African food, I've got dry fish in it. Oh my goodness, I love dry fish. I've got dry fish from, my, from the Congo. I've got all this food from my home. I'm done with Maya these days in Walmart. <laughs> and uh, I, said, I, I'm, I said, I'm a man. I have to go with those seven luggages. <laughs> and uh, leave my wife alone. She has to be free. And, uh, and, uh, and say, what about in terms of boys? And say, I'm taking the oldest. And he, my wife takes the youngest because, because he behaves differently. My wife will handle that. Otherwise, me, I would do, ah, I would do, no, stop it, stop it. You know, man, we, we don't, we, 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 I don't know. God has given you women just a, just a gift. Oh, God, God bless you. <laughs> so I, I did that. And they told us this. They said, you, Eric, you are flying at 11 a.m. But your wife with Josiah, they are going to be put on hold. You know what I mean? It means if an other people are not in that flight, then they will put him. Otherwise, they will sleep at the airport. And I said, okay. It's all right, do it. So I flew with my, wife, my son. 11 o'clock, I said to my wife, my wife bye, at the airport. And I left. We are going through us. Uh, so they took us from, the, from London to D.C., from D.C. to Detroit. My wife, she has to go from London to Denver, Denver to Detroit. So when, I, when my son and I, when we were on the plane, I felt myself that I did a wrong thing. How come I have to leave my wife and my son at the airport? I, to be honest with you, I, I was so disappointed. And the, the guy who was sitting next to me said, so you're not happy? I said, I'm happy. He said, no, you don't look happy. And I said, I left my wife and my son at the airport. I said, really? <laughs> he said, yes, I did. I said, oh my, oh my. And uh, this is what I, I'm, the, the idea, I'm sharing this with you because I did what we call the power of a short prayer. So this is the prayer I prayed. I was with my son, blessed, sitting next to me, and I, I asked him to hold my hands, hold my hands, and I spoke this prayer. God of heaven and earth, I pray. When we land Washington, D.C., I would like to hear that my wife and my son on their way to Denver. Not, not in London, waiting. In Jesus' name, amen. And I started enjoying my flight. When we landed in Washington, D.C., you know, we do have uh, Verizon. Um, this phone in Africa did not work. So when, you landed in D when we landed in D.C., we got connection. 
and I could hear messages, bam, 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 like that, you know, and the messages coming on my phone. The first message I, I, wanted, I wanted to hear from my wife, and she said, honey, uh, she left the voice and said, we are on our way to Denver. Amen? Amen? Yes. I will see you soon in Detroit. Oh, my goodness. The power of a short prayer. The power of a short prayer. I landed in Detroit. I waited for them after four hours. They, are, they landed too. And we came home. It was a short prayer. But with passion. We have all experienced while driving, I share with you. It is not the lamp of the prayer. It is the passion prayer. The scripture says when Habakkuk the prophet prayed that prayer and God came where? From the mountain. He came down. He came. That's what happened. I told you from the beginning when you pray, you give God license to come down. We don't go up. He comes here. And uh, the question is, what does that mean? It means God will live where he is and come where prayer is. God will live everything. We know that God is omnipotent. I've heard that even from school. I've heard people say, God is everywhere. God is omnipotent. Yes, he is. I'm not denying that. But when we do pray, God does come down. I want you to understand today uh, that when we pray short prayer with passion, God will move. God does move. God will leave his throne and come to a possibility. He will come to a possibility because you are inviting him to come. God loves prayer. Do you know that? <laughs> he loves prayer. He loves prayer so much, he will leave everything in heaven. He will leave everything and come to us. In other words, God will leave his purpose to come work with a possibility because he loves. Did I put it there? I think I did. Let me see. Every, no, that's another thing. I'm going to share that with you later on. You know, God will leave everything. By the way, God will leave his purpose to come and work with possibility because he loves us so much and he loves when we pray. You don't have to be a preacher to pray. <laughs> you don't have to be a preacher to pray. You, have to, you just need to be God child to pray, period. There's no degree in prayer. I'm looking for that seminary. They are offering a degree in prayer. I need that degree. There's no degree in prayer. You don't have to be a preacher to pray, but you have, you have to learn to pray, even short prayer. You will be amazed at the possibility God will see him. It is not impossible with God. It is not. If you will pray. You will pray. You know, um, every time, that's why we go there. I want to say, this is, I say this. Every time you think about it or worry about it, you just want to do it. Just pray about it. 
Every time it crosses your mind and instead of wishing, because we are so good in wishing and wanting and longing, just open your mouth and say, God, revive that situation. Short prayer. God takes control of that. You pray, God, take control of that son. God, take control of that daughter. God, take control of that granddaughter. Oh, God, I pray you will. Short prayer with passion. You just pray. You can even do it every single day. Amen? You can do it every single day, friends. Um, Jesus had, uh, you know, Jesus had only three years of ministry. Do you know that? Some of us, we are now, oh, God. I know we have churches, like my, the church I served. They have been there now for more than 100 years. That means more than 100 years ministry, ministering. But Jesus had only three years. He accomplished more than churches that have been there for more than 100 years. I mean, Jesus, everywhere he went, he was on a purpose. On a purpose. He had three years to get the job done. In three years. But everywhere he was getting interrupted, he stopped for possibility. You know, I stopped by one, uh, today, uh, uh, my brother Travis was teaching, and, uh, and uh, when I was there, for those who were attending the teaching, and by the time I just showed up in the, uh, in the presentation, and he asked you all to open the book of Luke to hear the story about a woman, the issue of the blood. And say, wow, that's the Holy Spirit. Actually, it was also on my teaching. That's the, how the Holy Spirit is working. I don't sleep with travelers. <laughs> He's in his room. I'm also in my room. And we did not even see each other. That's the Holy Spirit, friend. You have to be thankful that the Holy Spirit is at work at Bay Shore Camp. If you live this way, this place the same way you came, there is something wrong. You need to ask a candle to stay again for one week. <laughs> if you live this place the same way you came, loaded with baggages, loaded with things, leave them at Bay Shore. Leave them here. Your worries, your concerns. Anything, leave them at Bishop, Kendo will end all that. It will help you to take them to Jesus. And I showed up, I said, oh my goodness, my brother Travis, he mentioned something I wanted to say too. Holy Spirit. Oh God, speak to us again today. And we are told, um, this woman, the Bible says, um, okay, I, I want to make sure that I, I, I'm not leaving anything out. All uh, right, okay. Where is the, oh, he's here now. Okay, good. The woman with the issue of blood was not on the schedule <laughs> for Jesus Christ. Do you know that? She was not. Jesus had another things to do. But by the time she heard, how many of you have heard Message from pastor. I mean, we have been receiving word from your pastors, uh, from you know, you from your Sunday school, your friend. But the Bible says when she heard Jesus passing by, 
And she said this short prayer, if I only touch, oh God, very short prayer. If I only touch heaven, that is being presented to me today, I will be healed. And it's happened. It was the power of a short prayer. He did not say a long prayer. She did not say a long prayer. In the name of Jesus. No, if I only, I did not want to count the word. And she received healing. And by the way, she's not only, she did not only receive healing, actually, she made Jesus stop. She made Jesus stop. It's a reminder for you and me. When we make short prayer, even if God is busy on that day, he will come for you. Jesus was busy going where he was going. And he stopped. Somebody had touched me. In other words, someone prayed. I know they say, no, Master, there are people are praying around here. There are people are just touching you. Say, no, 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 no. There's one who prayed with passion, faith. And she said, Master, it's me. And he said, You are healed. Just go. The power of a short prayer. The power of a short prayer. Jesus Christ had important things to do ahead of him, but he stopped for one person. How many, how many today want Jesus Christ to stop for them? How many? I want Jesus Christ to stop for my situation. I have problems. How many? I want Jesus to stop by, uh, by uh, to stop at our church, Mount Hope, to stop by on Sunday. He stopped by and everybody, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I want Jesus Christ to stop by here at Bishop Camp. I want Jesus Christ to stop. But he, he can do it when you and I, we just pray with passion. And say, Lord, heal my daughter. Lord, heal my son. Lord, touch me and change my ideas, my mind. Lord. And it will stop by. Then we should make a short passion prayer. Listen to this powerful scripture. Actually, it's not very long. Let me see. Romans 10, 13 says what? Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Very short. <laughs> you just say, in the name of Jesus, save me. Done. You don't need Pastor Eric to come. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. No, you don't. You just say it with passion. You need Jesus Christ, you call him. You call him. If he doesn't show up today, call him again tomorrow. If he doesn't show up tomorrow, call him. He will stop by. He will leave everything he's doing in heaven. Because he loves you. And he's coming for you. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes it is a quick, passionate prayer. Jesus, save me from my addiction. Jesus, save me.
from my lies. Lies is a sin too. Do you know that? Hey, sin is not only stealing or killing, even lying. Jesus saved me from my gossip. Because we Christians, we are so good in that too. So gossiping. Sometimes that's the little, little things inside disturb you. You don't even move forward because of you have that spirit called the gossip spirit for so long. And you pray over it. Jesus, save me from my gossip. Done. You don't need another book on Amazon and read it and say it's going to help you. You need Jesus Christ. Jesus, save me from my pride. Yeah, there are some folks in the church. I've been here for many years. My grandfather was here. My, if I move, everything will be done. Who told you that the church belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ? Because I've heard a lot of people saying that. Sometimes I cry so hard. They are, they are even missing their places in heaven. Their grandparents, their grand they are already there re rejoicing for the work they did. And they pass it on to us. But we are so proud. Me, it's me. Me, it's me. Just pray, Jesus, save me from my pride. If I leave the church. And we actually, that's what we do. So many, I mean, we are Methodists. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about some of the Methodists. When you want to leave, you go to heaven to. What is your name, brother? Adam. Adam. I'm leaving the church. Really? And you follow me. You become Jesus. People are following you. We follow only Jesus. Sometimes it's good to pray and Jesus save me from my pride. Save me from my pride. Jesus save me from my, from my selfishness. Save me. There are a lot of things to pray about. We sometimes rush for needy. I need this, I need that, I need that, I need that, I need And Jesus said, no, before I give you what you want, there's something that I want to do with you first. Until I remove that, then I'll replace that with that. You can only do it even in a short prayer. Check your life. To sum up why Jesus came, do you agree with me that the Calvary was his purpose? It was not Christmas. Calvary was his destination. It was his, it was his purpose. Calvary was everything for him when he came down. Where he bleeded, he died, he suffered. Everything happened there. It was there with two sinners, I remember. <laughs> when, he was on the, when he was on the cross, he... He, he was there with two sinners who live worthless life. Actually, one of them, one of, the, of them was so vocal. I use this language. He was so loud, even cursed Jesus Christ. But the other one suddenly say nine words prayer. I count it. We're going to count this one together. Let me see. Uh-huh. Nine words prayer. Of prayer. Let's count. One, read it now. Jesus, remember me. Done. And this guy never prayed before, by the way. Because if he used to pray, he could not even be a thief on the cross. 
It was his, his moment. Why? Because Jesus was nearby him. I told you from the beginning, if you want your prayer, your, your prayer to become a short prayer, a powerful short prayer, you have to build your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ by attending churches, by reading the Bible, by serving God. When you do that, Jesus comes closer to you. This guy, he never prayed before. But when you look around, oh my goodness, Jesus is here by me, oh God, let me take this opportunity. And by the way, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. This guy was dying and never prayed before, but he prayed one short prayer with passion, and Jesus said, I have to hold, I put it this way, Jesus said, I have to hold the whole things up because there is one possibility to save. To save. One possibility. Why? Because this guy prayed. The other guy cursed. This guy prayed. There's one possibility. I could picture Jesus telling Christ the Lord and said, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Someone here needs salvation. Jesus, Jesus did put his purpose on hold even when he was in pain. He stopped everything. Because everybody count and someone prayed. Jesus said, one more time before I, have, I leave this planet earth, I need to do my work. I'm going to be interrupted even though my purpose is to die on the cross. I see a possibility. Even if he's a thief. Actually, I call him he's a good thief. Because he stole the heaven. He stole the heaven. By just making that short prayer. And I could picture Jesus entering the heavens and paradise. And this thief is coming behind it. Jesus, you know, I've stolen Jeremiah, oh God, and don't worry, everything has been forgiven. You are with me in heaven. And everybody's singing, glory, 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 hallelujah, the angels and the thief. Here's it. Make you stand. Walk properly. Come on. No, 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 Jesus. No, you have been forgiven because you prayed. Jesus, and by the way, he was the first person to experience the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. He was the first person, the thief. Some of us, we are, we call ourselves, we are holy, we are the light. He was the first, this guy, a thief, was the first person to experience the power of the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. And he, he entered heaven, singing glory, hallelujah. All the angels were singing the power of a short prayer. God will put on hold all that he's doing to fix one marriage. If there's a marriage that is uh, that are struggling, have uh, problems, 
when we pray, God will say, I'm coming to that situation. God will tell Michael the angel. God will tell the Moses and others. Say, you guys do other things. I'm on a mission. Somebody's calling me down there. I'm going to fix that because someone prayed. God will put on all everything is doing to come and fix one addicted person. God will put on all because he loves that person so much like a thief. He loved the thief. Because that person, when he prayed, God says, oh my goodness, that person, he loves me so much. He prayed, I'm coming for that person. Like the woman with the issue of the blood. Jesus stopped. I could, I could see this called Judah. Let go, let go, let go. The money. You know, let go. Just say, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody has touched me. Someone prayed. I need to go for that person. God will put on hold to fix one situation on earth. If we together as God children, we pray. God will show up. Sometimes we wish it. There's a difference between I wish. I wish this. I wish this. I wish. I wish. Keep wishing. If we pray that Lord all of us and I. I you know even whatever is happening. I, I, anything, anything that is happening in this world. Is nothing before the Lord. If we all pray and humble ourselves. We kneel down and say God we need you. But there are times we put our hope in, in buildings. We put our hope in our leaders. And because we are so and so, we can handle this. And God says, all right, do it. I'm living it with you. But we, if we together, the whole world, the whole churches, and even when we go for Christmas, we just say, Lord, we are here on our knees. We are fighting on our knees. God will put everything on hold. God will tell all the people that have gone before us and say, hold on here. Enjoy your party. I'm going down for those ones because I love them too. God will put everything on hold. That's for you. God will put everything on hold to fix one sinner. That's one because you know, the scripture says when one is saved, there is party in heaven. I mean, party. All the angels, hallelujah, praise the Lord, party. Just me. If I get out of all, when I was saved, oh God, I've never seen a party like the one I saw in heaven. Just one. God will put on all. If they are busy gardening in heaven, if they are busy doing, going to work, or they, they are busy we are, you know, doing something, God will say, no, today, no one is working. Why? Someone is being saved down there. We need to have a party. So I'm, I can imagine that every day there's a party in heaven. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm every, I, mean, I, I believe the way people are being born every day in the world, 
That's the same way people are being saved in, in, on, in this world. Everywhere in the world, in Africa, in America. Even now, as we are sitting here, you don't have an idea. Maybe that street, someone is being saved, hallelujah. Even in the hospital, even someone is about to die, he gives his life, or his life to Jesus Christ, he gets saved. Salvation happens every single day. Even during the night. <laughs> God will put an order to set one person free. Today, teaching is also an invitation, my brothers and sisters in Christ. It's also an invitation to make short prayer. We're going to do it together. To make short prayer. Oh, God, I have God. I'm, God. I'm on time there, right? <laughs> I'm checking. Uh, for their family, you make a short prayer for your family. Make short prayer for, uh, for your healing. Make short prayer for your salvation. Make short prayer for your neighbor. Make short prayer that will move the Lord Jesus Christ where he is to down here. It is time, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, I use this word to interrupt God. It is time, Christian believer, to interrupt our God. It is time to show up on our knees and say, Lord, we need you. We need you so badly, God, with your short prayer. You know, I, I put out one of the short prayer here. We're going to pray together before we, we are. We, that, that's what Jesus said. Huh? Truly, truly, I say to you, you thief, you'll be with me in paradise. Because you pray nine words of prayer. Nine words of prayer. Jesus answered, you're going to be with me. And I put this prayer. If we can pray together this prayer before we pray other prayers. And uh, I fully believe the Lord has put this prayer in my heart yesterday night. So we're going to pray together, friend. Uh, I want you to stand up first. We pray this prayer together. And then you sit down again and you ask a question. And then we're going to move forward, all right? I fully believe the Lord put this prayer in my heart yesterday night. I want all of us to pray in one accord. All right. Um, uh, shall we pray together? God, send revival to the nation. Send revival to the families. Send revival to the lost. Send revival to those who are looking home. And those who have been serving God a long time. But the fire is just flaming belly, hanging on. Oh God, will you revive your work? Amen. You may be seated. So uh, I just want to entertain now the questions. If there's any questions or any comment. And, uh, and uh, if... Uh, we still have five minutes. We still have. We're gonna have another five minutes to pray because I'm going to invite you also to pray to make that short prayer for your own family or a short prayer for your own life. Make it with all your heart. With all your heart. Only God is in charge, not me. He's, uh, you know, it's, he's the one who does the healing. He's the one who does everything. But he just wants to hear from you. Is there any questions? Any comment? And yes.
Lord, I don't know why this person came into my head, but I'm praying for them right now for whatever situation they're in. Mm -hmm. Just be with them and guide and direct them to be safe. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. Oh, that that. Oh, that's uh, that's my my details, my car, and uh, the number of that I put the Tuesday night prayer tonight on a uh, Thursday, yeah, Thursday, yeah, tonight. Huh? Oh yeah, come on. Oh. Yes. Tomorrow. Yes. I'm going to cry. Yes. 